0: good evening everybody this is really fun to have everyone in one service it feels more like a like a family hey mosaic family my name is scott jones and i'm the student team leader with our student team um it was only them what if it was only you guys um and happy 2022 last time about to be an odd number year y'all um Hey, we have a really special service planned, a special service of reflection, looking back, taking time to look forward as well in light of looking back. Um, And we have some prayers that we just like to read together, a prayer of lament and a prayer of praise because we believe that those two things are really important for the life of a follower of Jesus. Uh, To be able to lament well, to experience sorrow and to share in the sufferings of Jesus, uh, but also to praise, to experience gladness and and gratitude with excitement uh, when the Lord's blessing is at hand, yeah? So we'll start off with the prayer of lament. You can stay seated for this one, um, but would you take a moment to just close your eyes or, or hold the hand of a spouse or a family member next to you if you'd like, or just maybe hold your hands in your lap, open if you'd like to as well. But take a moment to just close your eyes and think about a moment of of sorrow or a moment of hardship that you experienced this year or someone that you know that you're close with maybe that they experienced. And as we think back to those hardships and tribulations, those valleys, that the Lord walked us through or is maybe still walking through with us. Let's read this prayer together. Lord, you who bring all our endings to a good end, we grieve with those who grieve this year with all its irreparable losses, traumatic memories, unfair outcomes, and many deaths, and we ask that you would console them with your healing presence so that they might not be afraid or alone in their hour of need. We pray this in the name of the Comforter, amen. you take a deep breath? Just kind of letting what we just prayed sink in, trusting the Lord, trusting our King Jesus. Okay, now will you stand up with us and let's read the prayer of praise together. I'll, I'll leave you another moment to close your eyes if you'd like to, again, or to keep them open, to think about something wonderful, something sweet, like, uh, like in the end of Philippians, whatever is, uh, whatever is lovely, whatever is honorable, whatever is praiseworthy, think of these things. Would you take a moment to dwell on something honorable or sweet or praiseworthy that happened in your life or in a friend or family member's life this past year? And now with gratitude in our hearts, let's read this prayer of praise together. Lord, you who bring all things to a good end, we rejoice with all who rejoice for the babies born, the projects completed, the things discovered, the creativity unleashed, the beauty shared, the relationships mended, the bodies healed, the dangers faced, the milestones achieved, And we thank you for your faithful provision. We pray this in the name of the good giver and all God's people said, amen. Amen.
1: Oh, my. Close like no other I've known you as a father, I've known you as a friend, and I have lived in the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful, all my life.
0: Gratitude in our hearts, we sing of your goodness. Think back to what I learned a couple weeks ago about gratitude and how gratitude is the fuel to our joy. And so, Lord, just help us be grateful as we recount, as we sat in the praises and in the laments earlier, Lord, as we continue to recount, help us have hearts of gratitude. I would never stop singing of your goodness. Whether in much or whether in little, we sing of your goodness and we love you. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Hey, you may take a seat. I want to brag for just a second because I am the student team leader here, but Ryan Ancello is one of our high schoolers. And Michael on Keys is one of our high schoolers. And and Emily is one of our just graduated high schoolers who's back from Florida for winter break. And Bree is one of our awesome leaders in our ministry. And Bethany just came in. Hi Bethany. Um, Bethany's also on the student team. That's awkward. Um, So just like a shout out to the student ministry. Love you guys so much. Thanks for leading us tonight, Michael and Ryan, thank you. Uh, Hey, we have a couple quick announcements for you, and the first one is divorce care. Um, We love to launch divorce care every year around this time specifically because uh, this might be a time where people in our body who have experienced divorce or experiencing divorce, might be feeling the extra struggle a little bit just with all the family time and the holidays. Um, So if that's you, if you um, either having already walked through a divorce or currently walking through a divorce, if you are seeking uh, care in that area, if you'd love to be seen and to be heard and to be able to sit and talk with and process and even heal, uh, please consider being a part of Divorce Care. You can follow the QR code Uh, to the the news page to find out more information on how to get involved in that. Um, And secondly, we're about to start uh, Esther and Daniel, studying Esther and Daniel together. Yeah, we're gonna be in some Old Testament books. Yeah, yeah. Woo! It's gonna be awesome. Uh, The Fayetteville crew made us some books, some study books to go along with the series. And so if you would like an Esther Daniel book, nod to Fayetteville. We love you. Thanks for doing that. Go ahead and pick one up. They're 10 bucks in the foyer. Uh, You can get one this week, or next week, or the week after, or the week after, or the week after, or maybe even the week after. And maybe it will stop there. Um, Hey, that's all our announcements. Uh, Will you stand again as we read our offering prayer? Oh Father, giver of all, every good and perfect gift comes from you. We ask you to accept these gifts and use them to your glory. May they bring shelter to the homeless, comfort to the sick, rest to the weary, and hope to the hopeless. As you multiply the offering of fish and loaves, multiply these to accomplish more than we could ask or imagine. We give freely and not under compulsion, for all we have is yours, Lord. Nothing we can give could match your great gift to us, your Son and your Spirit. Amen. (laughs) We're <laughs> Say that word all night long. Emmanuel. Christ in me. Christ in me and God with us. Emmanuel. God, thank you that the identity of the Son is Emmanuel. Thank you that part of your Godhead, part of the Trinity is Emmanuel. Lord Jesus, we're grateful. Thank you for your spirit connects us with you always. Emmanuel, we love you, amen. You can have a seat.
2: Hi, Mosaic family, my name is Bree Bozier. And I serve here on the worship team, occasionally up here, sometimes with the students. Um, And I also lead an incredible group of cell group girls, um, 10th and 11th graders in Rogers. Hey, ladies. They're awesome, and I'm really thankful to serve here amongst you guys. Uh, I'm going to be reading from Acts uh, chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. So, read along with me. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord.
3: Thanks be to God. God. Well, hey, y'all. Whew. Good to be with you. We're in a bit of a, a behind and, and ahead kind of night. Uh, it's that night where you can't help but think about the year that just passed and Start thinking about the year that's uh, about to crest over the hill tomorrow morning. And so we wanted to do uh, that together. We're going to start just looking back. We're going to spend the first couple of minutes of the night looking back. Take some time for reflection, to remember what has happened. How have we grown together? How has God been faithful to us? Then we're going to pause we're gonna to pray together. We're gonna to do that thing that Colin asked us to do a couple weeks back, where we clench our fists and slowly open them as we give gratitude to the Lord. And then after that, in a song, we will we'll spend some time in anticipation. Uh, we'll we'll look ahead at the year and we'll ask, how will we grow together? How will we live obediently and move toward Christ likeness? How can we anticipate God's faithfulness? So first of the year, we just Finished. How have we grown together? Twice this year in in March and in August, we took a long, hard look at what we wanted Fellowship Mosaic to be as a church. We we wanted to be a community becoming like Jesus. And we called the series Grow Together. We said that if we were going to grow together, the way we would do that is, is participate in these five principal priorities, that we would make disciples together. We would worship together. We would serve together, we would gather together, and we would learn together. And then in the midst of this series, we, we looked at Acts 2. That's why we're back in it tonight. But we looked at Acts 2 and we argued that the early church prioritized the same thing. So let's read it again with those togethers in mind. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching that's learning together, and to fellowship, gathering together, to the breaking of bread and to prayer, making disciples together. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles, worship together. All the believers were together and had everything In common, I won't keep belaboring the togethers here, but they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. And every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord responded to that. He, He added to their number daily those who were being saved. We, we plotted it in a Venn diagram to look like this. We said the early church principally did these two things. They would participate in fellowship in the temple court and fellowship in the home. And, and that was the means by which they chose to grow together in Christ. And then we said, look at our pattern. Look at Fellowship Mosaic's pattern. It's the same idea we want to fellowship in the Saturday night services and in small groups. And unless you're a guest here with us tonight, you've chosen to commit to a church that values gathering on Saturdays in fellowship and then gathering at some other part of the week in a, in a home together. And, and there, this, this is a time of reflection. So it might be a time just to ask yourself, am I prioritizing getting together with those other believers? Am I doing a good job of sticking with it? Or what have I committed to that's caused me to skip out on being with one another? So consider that. Uh, To look back on the year, though, anybody remember our series from January or February? Anybody? I had to look back, to be fair. I taught one of them. You do? What was it? Oh, close. It was Jonah. That was two years ago your time traveler. Very good. Jonah and Ruth was this year, right? It was two Old Testament books where we were looking at the faithfulness of God. In in Jonah, it was God is faithful even when Jonah is not. And in Ruth, we saw that God's faithfulness worked its way out through God's faithful people. So God remaining faithful, we we kind of turn that over in our minds together. And then after these, we started another series that carried us all the way into August. So the, the full spring and summer. Anybody remember that one? John. Yeah, very good, John. I heard a couple... Very, like, nervous (laughs) John. Maybe it was this one. John, right? And we said that this whole series, we anchored in a reflection on on John's summary of why he even wrote the book out of uh, chapter 20. And it says, these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, the one we've been waiting for, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. And we took 21 weeks and did seven I am statements, seven miracles, and seven encounters. And each of those recorded stories were given so that we would find life in the only Son, the only Messiah, and we would have life in Him. And then uh, as we kicked off the year, the school year again, we, we did grow together one more time. And then we jumped into our fall series, September through November. This one's got recency bias a little bit. So anybody got that one? Ephesians, yeah, very good, Ephesians. A little more confidence. You're gonna get the next one, I promise. We just finished it last week. Like, it was a big deal. So, Ephesians, right? It, it, we, this whole idea that God has created this new humanity. He's, he's taken these old barriers and he's broken them down. And he said, no, Jew and Gentile together, I'm drawing you and calling you church. And, and I, he spent half the book saying, here's a heavenly calling for you. And then he spent the other half saying, here's how I want you to live uniquely in the world, And so we, we finished that study and, and then we ended the year like we do many years in what? Advent. Very good. Y'all nailed that one. You were confident on that one. That was good. Advent. It's this annual pause that we do where we, we first remember and then we second anticipate that second coming of Christ. We remember his first and anticipate his second coming coming. So in in light of just remembering what we've studied, um, and and in light of, uh, Kara and I this week had some time with family, and they said, how was your week? And I said, or how was your year? And I said, it was fine. And then we we went back, and we looked through Google Photos, and just were scrolling back. Sorry, we're Google folks. I know that's like a, a tense thing in some circles, but we looked back through everything, and it was really helpful to remember how great, and how hard, and how Wonderful and how silly and how all the things the year was. So if you haven't done that, you just kind of scrolled back through the year of photos. I'd recommend it. It's not the time for it in this moment, though. In this moment, I I would like to just challenge us. We're gonna do the the time of prayer. We're gonna just pause. I'm gonna be done talking for a few minutes. We're gonna sing another song. But if you would ball your fists up, okay. And I understand with kids in the room, parents might kind of be whispering with kids or talking with kids, absolutely great and fine. But just, we're gonna spend a few moments in silence first and then if you need to to steal some of the time of the song to keep doing this. But I want you to just uh, slowly, as you recall the ways that God has been good to you this year, the things that you can tell him thanks for, I just want you to slowly uncurl those hands. And, And it's gonna take a little bit, maybe, Maybe you're like, man, I can tell you in the last three days, I can just, and they're wide open. But just spend a, spend a good amount of time thinking about it until you're left with a posture of open hands, heart full of gratitude, and, and we will actually sing a song about gratitude. So join me in that now.
4: Nothing.
0: Will you stand with us? I've got one. part of the song kind of takes three truths in scripture and puts them together. Um, The first is something that we see all over the Psalms. In Psalm 108, um, the psalmist talks about singing praises to God with all his soul, with all that he has, even commands it to himself. Oh, my soul, sing, extol the Lord. Rejoice and who he is. And in light of that posture of preaching to your soul to praise God, reminding yourself to extol him and to glorify him, um, this next part talks about God being the lion, like in Revelation 5. It talks about the lion being victorious, the lion of Judah being able to open up the scrolls. And another truth from Ephesians three that Christ lives in us. That same power that conquered the grave, the Lion of Judah lives in you and me. So sing this together, come on my
4: soul. Come on my soul, oh don't you get shy on me, lift up your song. you you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. On my soul, oh, don't you get shy on me? Lift up your song. You've got a light. throw up my hands and praise you again and again Cause all
3: chance that some of the thoughts that came to mind, y'all can have a seat, as you were unrolling your fingers, weren't gratitude thoughts, you're like, that's, <laughs> I'm having trouble finding the gratitude thoughts because I'm just finding all the hard thoughts. And, and some of them might have even been critical. I, I know that opening the space up to be reflective with the Lord can sometimes open us up to notice that we are dissatisfied. And, and, and if that's the case, maybe may a question to hold as we move into the year ahead. Are we making space for the right things? Are we making space for the right things? Now, uh, let's look at the 2023 calendar. This is not a quiz again because you don't know this. You haven't seen it. So no questions for you. We'll be just fine there. Uh, but we'll look ahead and and wonder and ponder together how will we grow together and Looking at it, there's a lot that should feel familiar. We'll start again with two Old Testament books, Esther and Daniel. Then we'll take a long look at Christ. We'll spend the fall in a New Testament epistle that was given to shape the church. And then we'll spend the end of the year remembering the first and anticipating the second coming of Christ. We'll sprinkle in in August a long look at what our church fellowship mosaic hopes to be and become in the years ahead. And, and the one interesting shift from 22 is, in 22, the spring and the summer series was John. It kind of was one big series that stretched over both, but this year, we're, we're kind of splitting it up, and we'll spend the summer in a series on spiritual rhythms, kind of developing those holy habits that will keep us moving toward Christ-likeness. Now, a challenge for those in the room that would consider themselves creatives, would you snap a pic of this and get ahead of us a little bit and, and start to make things that inspire your little pockets of the people at Mosaic that you call yours? So I don't know what that looks like. Maybe it's writing poems or making sculptures or painting or making videos or music or skits. Or, I don't know what you do, but but get ahead of us a little bit and kind of deck the proverbial halls of inspiration for us so that when we get to these books and these letters and these times, we might be inspired by what you have for us, okay? Um, The hope, though, is that as we spend this next year, we would get to this service a year from now, and we would look back and see that both individually and as a church, we look and live and love more like Christ than we do tonight. This is more than a prescription. It's, 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 it's an invitation to abide, to remain in him. We're not looking for New Year's resolutions, those, those things that we often try but rarely stick to. Instead, to, to borrow the title of a, a book that I need to read sometime, uh, but it's, uh, it's, we're, we're looking to have a long obedience in the same direction. And that direction is, is holiness, with Godness. Maybe to borrow another phrase, we want the trajectories of our years to be further up and further in. We're committing to healthy rhythms and priorities, but there are a lot of potential right choices. So what do we pick? What's, what's the right thing to commit to? Well, Jana Magruder, luckily, did a little bit of research for us. She published it in a book called Nothing Less. You don't have to buy it because I'll give you the cliff notes tonight. You're welcome. And the what she did is she took 2,000 Protestant adults who at least attended church once a month and had just finished raising kids in the 18 to 30-year-old range. So they've, they've done the parenting thing at least once Somebody's out of the house, whether it was a, a kid by birth or adoption or, or step or fostering, whatever it was, they had, they had parented through successfully. And in surveying those families, there were five key characteristics that were predictive of spiritual health in adult children. Are you ready to be absolutely underwhelmed? It's, it should be not surprising at all. Look at these five. Read the Bible, time in prayer, serve in church, listen to Christian music, and cross-cultural missions. Those are the five. <laughs> that if, if For me, hearing this, it felt like it dropped the bar a little bit. I, I, I find that I attack with too much intensity sometimes. What does it even mean to disciple my kids? But if these are the things that, that give me a good standing with, with God and helping my kids develop a faith, I feel like I can do these things. So read the Bible. When they're young, read it to them. When they're older, teach them to read it. This spring in the foyer, the kids team will have a bookshelf of all of our favorite kids' Bibles and lots of other resources. Stop by, ask If you can't wait until then when it finally shows up, come ask me tonight and I'll tell you something you can start the new year with. Somebody emailed me already and and we are about to finish a a family devotional that took us two years to get through this one-year family devotional. We're excited to be done with it and ready for the the next one together. Um, But but, uh, wanted to put that out in front of you. So read the Bible. Next, time in prayer. Pray with them, pray for them, teach them to pray. We've talked in the past about the Lectio 365 app. If you're somebody with a a bunch of kids in the house, there's a Lectio for families also available. Very helpful. It kind of makes it a little more palatable for kids in the room. So very helpful. Use those. Serving in church. Give them an opportunity for their faith not to be self-centered. One of the coolest things I inherited when I came on staff at Fellowship was a student ministry that valued worshiping together and serving together. You serve first hour, you worship second hour. It's one of the coolest things, I think, of our church. And if you're younger than that, you're not quite in student ministry age, you might have to serve with a parent on a Saturday night. You might have to figure out a way to serve your community group. You might have to go along with your folks as they go out in the community and and do life loving on neighbors. Um, the next one was listening to Christian music. And uh, Magruder seemed a little surprised by this, but as they were trying to make sense of it, they said, I think it's that, that earworm quality of music. If you, do you know that word, earworm? It's, the, it's like the stickiness of how it gets in your brain and you just can't get it out. And I won't ruin your night by singing, you know, some 90s pop song or something that just, ugh, anyway. So, yeah, anyway, ugh. I, I just had about five bad songs all pop through. I was like, none of those. Ugh, all right, yeah. Anyway, uh, but it's it's the way that it, if I were to do any of those, even if you haven't listened to a song in decades, you could probably finish the line I start. I don't know what it is about music and the way God has wired people, but take advantage of it. If you if you do have kids in the house, we've loved slugs and bugs. We've loved rain for roots. They just do a good job of making kids music that I don't want to turn off and I can kind of like listen to and sometimes turn on myself and enjoy when nobody else is in the car. So uh, you can take that to the bank if you want, all right? Um, but find something that helps you love God and love others and, and get people going along with it. If you're if you're kind of past the kid music age, find music that stirs your affection for God and listen to it. It doesn't have to be exclusive. The there was other parts of things that were not statistically significant, and secular music was way down the list, so it's, it's, it, the, the threat of the in, infiltration of the outside world is less than just pick something that stirs your affections and, and use it. And the final one was participating in cross-cultural missions. When you see what Christian faith looks like in another context— it changes you. It, it means that you don't just bring your own experience, your own little flavor of what you've had, and think that Christianity is this. And when you find something out in the world that is not this, it starts to break this. When I see faith out here, I go, oh, this much of what I have is just cultural about my context, and it's great that I had it, but I don't have to, when this gets challenged, I don't have to, my whole faith doesn't have to crumble. I can hold on to this and pick up this new piece that's out in the world, in the worldwide body of Christ, okay? So those, those five things, those five things sound an awful lot like our five grow together. It's like, uh, it's almost like, I don't know, research verified what our elders defined for us, which is what scripture prescribes and we just get to try to live faithfully growing together. That's pretty cool. Now, maybe 22 for you was a Jonah year where God was faithful and, and you weren't. Or maybe it was a Ruth. Year and and you can celebrate God's faithfulness because you've seen it as you've been faithful to him in, in, in the way you've loved him and others. He's been more and more faithful to you. I don't know which it is, but 23 can be a Ruth year for all of us. So if we're going to do it, let's do it as, let's use Church. this rhythm you already have in your life and in your schedule. We we got, as a staff team, put on the spot uh, to define what does church mean. And and Ashley was the first one out of the gate. Way to go, Ash. And she said, I lost it here. She said, a collective of people helping each other live more like Jesus. That sounds good to me. I'm willing to 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 stick with that one for a year. So Mosaic already has some rhythms in place, and and I hope that we can kind of hack those and let those be the wind in some sails for a further up and further in kind of year. So if we look back at this count and look forward at this calendar of 23, every year at the start of the year, small groups relaunch. If you're not in a small group already, relationships are, are so valuable for your faith Experience. When I think about the actual books of Esther and Daniel, we see Esther standing on the front line and kept there because of her relationship with Mordecai and a lot of what he is fanning into flame in her. There's there's some aspect of needing someone else to, to stick in it. Daniel, he's got his three that keep him them together. They stay with one another in, in in the encouragement that is needed so if you're not in a community group you're not in a small group jump into one if if you've never been in one and you're like what's this even about discover is also starting in january it's a great way to get get in the door get it figured out not have to figure out all the things we, we kind of schedule it for you schedule the day you get there you just show up so that's probably the easiest point of entry is that fair colin thumbs up from him so that's good we're, we're doing good so, so community and people. Um, this photo here is not exactly our community group. The Burns are, but the rest are just people at Mosaic that help my family love God and love others better. And, and so we got to go in December and take a little trip. And I'm really only showing this because I wanna show the next photo, which is Scott Thompson and my son Rex on the roller coaster. Just zoom in one more time. Rex is just having a moment. Like he's loving life. It's so good. I just giggle at this picture all the time. Oh, man. Anyway, so, so find people that help you love God better and, and figure out how to cram life into, into all the gaps of all the other things that take us away from one another. Uh, looking back at this 23 calendar and thinking about the other rhythms we have. The start of the year is a great time to, to, to pick back up the scriptures if you've wandered away. And maybe you're gonna start a one-year reading plan or maybe you're just gonna go, you know what? If we're studying Esther, I'm gonna read Esther and I'm gonna try to read it faithfully. And if, if it's a couple of verses or if it's a chapter, if it's the book weekly or the book daily, i you know, pick it out for you. Uh, I've talked about streetlights in the past, but they have Esther uh, and Daniel also, I think. I know Esther, but I think Daniel also, so a, a fun listen. Um, but use those, pick a verse and memorize it, whatever you need to do. Uh, we, we are a church kind of uniquely poised for the opportunity of Sabbath. We got Saturday night service, you got nothing on Sunday. And, and when I say Sabbath, we'll have, a, we'll have a whole sermon on it this summer in the Spiritual Rhythm Series, but just to kind of maybe pull the tension out of it, the day is a gift. Let it be the kind of day that makes you open, clenched fists. Let it be a day of just delighting and celebrating and stopping from the things that make you close your fists and and make, make it be a day of opening hands up. And the last is prayer. We, we're a church that wants to do it. We value it. We've built it into the rhythms of the, the Saturday nights. If you're here, participate in the prayer pauses. Use the, the time after service to pray with the people in your community group or in your family. Let's let's use the, the rhythms that we already have, uh, kind of hack them and use them to to make ourselves more like Christ. We're going to grow together this year, and I and kind of the last thought I want to get out in front of us is I think that the mosaic metaphor is is really helpful for this. It's going to guide us in this process. We say that all are broken. Not a single one of us escapes the the shattering influence of sin in our life. Sin done to us and sin done by us. We're like shards of glass. Yet all matter. It's, It's every part coming together in a collective whole. It's all the shards being image bearers of the eternal God with eternal value. And it's the one only one getting the glory, God himself, the the art that points to the artist, that when you look at the mosaic, you don't think, man, what a bunch of beautiful, tiny glass broken pieces. I should go home and break glass. You think, man, that is a beautiful mosaic. That artist is so talented. And when I think about mosaic, and I think about the the year ahead, I want to end with this kind of final quote it's it's a quote that, that fits this mosaic metaphor well but it casts a little vision toward the summer rhythm series and it just inspires me to live a further up and further in kind of life it's a, a guy that leads a partner a missions organization and he says when we practice many of the spiritual disciplines or practices we are choosing weakness over strength When we fast or observe Sabbath or tithe or simplify our lives, we are intentionally diminishing ourselves and our resources to lead us into greater dependence on and faith in God. We believe that God can do more with 90% of my money than I can with 100%. We believe God can accomplish more in six days than I can in seven We believe we can find more strength in depriving ourselves of food and filling ourselves with Christ than we can by eating. We are choosing to believe and act in faith on God's promise that my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Would you pray with me? God, we are asking for a further up And a further in kind of year, a year that we are slowly plodding along day by day and moment by moment, choosing long obedience toward you, toward Christ-likeness. And we ask for your help. Would you make this a year that we grow together, grow together with you in intimacy and in unity with one another. And we pray in the name of Christ. Amen.
0: Well, let's grow together this year, and let's start that off by singing together. Stand one more time, and will you sing with us, just our voices, our favorite song at Mosaic, In Christ Alone. In
4: Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace. When fears are stilled, when striving cease. My comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ. I stand In Christ alone Who took on flesh Fullness of God In helpless pain This gift of love And righteousness Scorned by the ones He came to save Till on that cross on him was laid, here in the death of Christ I live. There in the ground his body lay, light of the world by darkness slain, then bursting forth in glorious day. Up from the grave he rose again, and Tinned as he stands in victory, since curse has lost its grip on me, for I am his and he is mine, bought with the precious blood. No guilt in life, no fear in death, this is the power of Christ in me. From life's first cry to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny, no power Till he returns or calls me home, here in the power of Christ I'll stand till he.
0: Maybe soon, Lord, maybe soon that you call us home, that you return. Until then, we are glad to worship you and to follow you, yet not us, but through you and us. Amen. Before I don't forget to say that, because I do every time, thank you, Carol. Um, if you're new tonight, don't leave without saying hi to somebody. Come up on stage and talk to one of us, or go meet someone in the info booth in the foyer. Um, If you would like to be prayed with tonight, um, there will probably be some prayer team people by the banners, I think, Um, or turn to someone next to you. We're all the body. We'd love to pray with you, whether you are sad or whether you are happy. If you'd like to be prayed over, then please come to the banners or turn to someone next to you. Um, And lastly, our CR, Celebrate Recovery Family, is hanging out tonight from 8 to 11 o'clock in the Lodge So if you're going to go get dinner and whatnot, and then you have nothing to do, and you want to come ring in the new year, not all the way to midnight, but to 11, with CR, our friends and family with CR, go to the lodge at 8 o'clock. Capisce? Capisce. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.